0: welcome back to the pink hoodie podcast today we have a very special guest it's been long overdue for him to be on this show everybody give a warm hand for comedian kyle neff
1: i'll take your warm hand i'm kyle hi hey.
0: <laughs> we just touched hands During um, the pandemic yeah and we're not wearing masks either Ooh. oh
1: shit. <laughs> I was just saying, before the shutdown of your, of your podcast, uh, Tom Will's you have gonna a lot sh- of cereal. You have a lot of cereal down
0: here. We do have a lot of cereal. Um, Tom Wolf's going to shut us down, because we're, we're like three feet apart.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> he's, he's only going to half shut us down. It's half yeah. the distance. You yeah. know why they invented cereal, right? It was like uh, Mr. Kellogg, I think he was. Uh-huh. Uh, he invented cereal to distract guys from masturbating. I think you told me that once. Yeah, it's it's a real thing.
0: Wasn't it like cornflakes? Cornflakes, yeah. I think it was the Kellogg's brand. Yeah. Nothing makes me softer than a bowl of cornflakes.
1: <laughs> then I guess it's working.
0: <laughs> so how long have how long have you been doing stand up, Kyle?
1: Uh, in October of last year, it was four years. Okay, but like, with all the shutdowns, that's like six months that count for nothing.
0: Yeah, we did. We did a couple Zoom mics. Yeah, nothing's worse than doing comedy over a Wi-Fi connection on a shitty MacBook <laughs> for eight of your friends yeah, who I can't was hear you. Yeah, on my
1: iPhone and a bad battery health yeah so i had to have it plugged in the whole time See,
0: <laughs> so yeah, i think i met you when i was the first time i did it was i was 18 and at the chameleon club
1: yes you showed up with your you, both parents or just your dad or something
0: i think that time was just my dad i did show up with them both of them before
1: i was like this guy's doing a masturbation joke with his dad in the front <laughs> row what is happening yeah
0: That he actually recorded it for me and I was like making fun of him like in my set. I remember this joke's kinda hacky, but like I had a joke where like my dad's like a condom because he's never there when I need him and he hated that joke. And he was just sitting there recording it.
1: (laughs) And he's packaged neatly.
0: Yeah. So uh my father's very religious. I I hear that you were I don't hear I you told me, but uh, you were raised Mennonite. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was raised Mennonite. How uh, how like devout was like your family like growing up? Uh, well, it's not like
1: it wasn't like the most conservative end of the spectrum, uh-huh. and it wasn't the most liberal end of the spectrum. Spectrum, mm-hmm. which is uh. That's something that's thrown around so often. It turns into political language, yeah. So much within the group, like so many times, people are like, like, yeah, we won't probably won't invite them over because they're too liberal, or um. we won't let them stay at our place because, or or we're better than them because they're too liberal. We're better than them because they're too conservative. Interesting. It's, it's more of stuff like that.
0: Like, what's, like, what's the thing that you would, like, like, if I were Mennonite and I was more liberal, like, what would, what was the thing that I would do that you'd be like, no, you can't sleep on my couch? Well, the main issue is uh, divorce and remarriage. Oh. That is, that is brought up so often. So my, you want to let my dad sleep on your couch? <laughs> he was. Well,
1: divorced. my parents would have an intense conversation about it
0: with him or with no and it's
1: a one-sided conversation because neither of them are okay with it so
0: (laughs) (laughs) like this is bad i agree
1: no because i had like a great aunt and great uncle that uh needed a place to stay and they were divorced and remarried and uh both of them were i think so but like my parents begrudgingly let them stay at our place
0: yeah
1: (laughs) it was uh Neither of them liked that they were there.
0: <laughs> and this was like your like your mom's sister like brother?
1: No, it was uh great aunts. Uh, okay. My grandparents
0: uh sister. Okay. S-
1: sister or something, yeah.
0: Wow. Are they is it like better if you just get divorced and not get married again?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird, like within that church, like the people who get divorced, uh-huh. uh huh. Uh they like they're they're encouraged to hang out with the singles group which is a step beyond the youth group (laughs) (laughs) it's just the sad people with no one to love yeah Yeah, they have and they're encouraged to never try to find someone even if they've been divorced i mean i mean especially if they've been divorced
0: yeah what if, like, they go through, like, a really... What if they call off an engagement? What about that?
1: No, calling off an engagement's okay because, uh... There was no sexual relationship. Because uh, it starts at uh, marriage or whatever.
0: Okay. Interesting. So you're not Mennonite now? No. When did, uh, your faith start to degradate...
1: Oh, there were so many things. Uh, I think the main main issue was uh, them basically hating anyone who was gay. Yeah, that's uh, the homophobia and the uh, the sexism as far as not listening to women mm-hmm. or if like a, a problem is brought up like. Like this guy did something to me. It's blamed on the girl. It's stuff like yeah. that. Wow. Yeah, that was the the start of it, and just the monotony of uh, the same songs <laughs> every week.
0: I can relate to that.
1: And uh, and hearing the same story, I heard t- fifty thousand times. Yeah. And watching the adults respond as if it's the first time they heard this they're like i was like <laughs> you didn't get new information from this i heard all of this 50 times yeah when i was seven it's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> all of you know this already they're like moses part of the red sea what it's like no but i but i see it in a new way <laughs> A new way. Wow. That's uh, uh so I guess all that to say is uh progression. There's no yeah. progression in any way. What oh, we believe will believe forever and it's what our ancestors believed. No
0: information will change that. Yeah. So your your parents are still Mennonite, right? Yeah, yeah, still at the same church. How many people are go to that church? Is it a like a medium sized? Uh probably two fifty to three hundred. Okay. It's
1: probably around there. Yeah, I actually stopped going to church completely the year I started stand up. Yeah. Like there was there was no crossover. Like I had stopped like maybe five, six months
0: before starting stand up. Uh, okay. Do your do your parents know that you do, your parents probably know you do stand up, right?
1: Yeah, and I uh, don't invite them to anything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I made that mistake a couple times, but I didn't have a car then, so I kind of needed to. I needed them. To I'm, not, be there. I'm not
1: saying like as a as a bash on you. No, 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 because no, you were 18, you yeah. needed a parent to get in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't invite my parents to any comedy shows now because I'm like I make fun of you and religion occasionally. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're not super supportive of your decision to do comedy.
1: Well, it's it's weird, like, with my parents and my relatives of what they think I do. It's uh, some relatives, they think I'm, like, like a Christian comedian. <laughs> yeah. Like, just doing stand-up in the secular scene as a christian and uh some people think i'm like larry the cable guy
0: (laughs) i'm laughing because i know you and like neither of those things are true
1: no no and uh my parents they like i don't know they just tell me something that's interesting to them because they think i'll think it's funny and I thought you like write a bit about it. Uh, they, uh, there's there's a disconnect. Yeah. So I I like try not to talk about it with uh-huh. my parents because they don't understand the concept of free thinking, <laughs> which is which is where I get a lot of my ideas for jokes. Yeah. yeah. Is from
0: free thinking. <laughs> That's like kind of like the basis of comedy, like thinking of jokes and they're just like right right i mean
1: i guess i guess uh stand-up was probably like another way of convincing me to leave as well because i see comedians like uh Patton oswald and uh doug stanhope Mm -hmm. and uh On YouTube, and I was like, "Well, these are really interesting ideas, but you can't think those things unless you progress in some way." Like I would see, I would look up videos, just like I would sneak alcohol. I would like (laughs) look up YouTube videos of like the most offensive jokes. Yeah, and like and like Jimmy Carr would show up, and I'd watch those. I'm like, "Oh, I really shouldn't be watching (laughs) this right now." How old are we in this (laughs) scenario? I was uh well I started stand up in uh October of 2016. Okay. So that was I think it was it was 20, yeah, I was like 22.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I was 22.
0: So like when what time exactly did you like say like oh, I'm done with It was a weird slow progression.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was like in a like in a four-year contract Wait, of, uh, hold on. <laughs> I was in a four-year contract of being an usher at the church. Okay. I was two years through, so I had two years left. I was like, I can't take two more years of this. Yeah. So I was just like, I like sort of got like a, a kid in the youth group. I'm like, you want to take over for me? Yeah. <laughs> then I uh I stopped going there and uh I I sort of like convinced everybody I was I was trying to figure out my beliefs Uh so I went into I went to uh a mega church which is like the uh natural progression is once you leave the Mennonites you go to a mega church and then from there uh depending on like what relationships you form or whatever you'll Either slide back into the Mennonites, uh-huh. or at least stay in the church. Okay. But this this was like my uh, progression regression, whichever way you want to look at it. So I went from the Mennonite church to the mega church, and then from there I was like, "Well, this is like even worse. This is like <laughs> a parody of what I just left." Yeah, uh, because like the songs were more they had or drums. more production in the sounds no we actually had drums at the uh the mennonite church too um. but um and then from there i i noticed that my parents would ask me every weekend what i heard in the sermon like i think they were trying to keep up with me yeah or something and uh i noticed that and i also noticed that the mega church had an app <laughs> where they like the summary of the they would, service? They would uh, project the sermon, uh-huh. live stream it onto the app. Yeah. So I would like not go, and then I would listen to. I would like skip through it and like say "fuck you" through the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> was like, I would. I would uh, like force myself to listen to it, mm-hmm. uh, so I would at least hear something. That I could take and tell my parents.
0: Man. That sounds stressful. Oh, it it was. Yeah. Was it L C B C Uh no, it was uh Worship Center. Oh, I went with a girl Oh, I have a funny story. I think you'll like. Go for it. Okay. So I went to uh Harrisburg Area Community College and I met this girl and I was like, Hey, do you wanna like and she goes? Okay, I was still on like the stage of like, oh, I will not only ask out religious women. So I was like, hey, do you want to go hang out? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to like the worship center. And I was like, okay. And then we like met up there. And like as soon as we walked in, it's like a, it was kind of like a hotel. Like they had like all these like, like a continental breakfast. They had all these like snacks and stuff. And this kid stood up on this like wooden box and he just has a microphone. He's like, "I have been free from pornography for ninety days." And then everyone's like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Jesus Christ, this is scary."
1: Hold on a sec. When was this?
0: This was like three years ago.
1: Oh, okay. Because the I would I would actually go to worship center on like the Tuesday nights. Yeah, it was like I, I where they know. had those uh the youth uh huh service or whatever, and uh. I remember like when I was there they would they would do that occasionally where somebody would stand on a box <laughs> and uh <laughs> there was one night we were there it just I really remember it clearly where this this girl she clearly had nothing going for her yeah except that she claimed that Christianity was her life yeah. Like Jesus is her boyfriend or sort uh, of thing. Yeah. Like uh she she got up there and then she's like I had the worst week. I just lost my job. My boyfriend broke up with me. Jesus my grandma <laughs> My Grandma died. Like it's it's it was this list of like ten terrible things that happened to her and she's yeah. like, but Jesus is <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah i was like what is this yeah why
1: am i here
0: i feel like a lot of that i feel like people are just like in like self-denial kind of like oh yeah it was it was like an examination
1: of a mental disorder and i was like what is happening yeah
0: (laughs) could you pass me that one of those waters for a sec we can cut this out (laughs) the water section but I, i did not end up seeing that girl again she like left halfway through and she says she wanted to be alone with God. And I was like, Alright, I guess we'll just sit here and do nothing. Yeah, they uh
1: they had a faith healer there one week.
0: Really? At the at the worship at center? At the worship center,
1: yeah. That might be the last time I was inside of a church. Yeah. Because uh there was this guy spouting off stuff on stage like, you are healed in Jesus' name. Like, calling out random names. Like, you are healed, you are healed. Yeah. And there's this guy who was there every week in a wheelchair. Oh, no. He's there every week in a wheelchair. Yeah. And every week they have an altar call. And every week he rolls from the back to the front.
0: Oh, my God. For the altar call. No.
1: And just the fact that this guy was spouting off faith healing sh- bullshit. Yeah. And uh, this kid in the wheelchair was there. Nobody went over to him. <laughs> Stayed in the wheelchair, yeah. obviously, but like no addressing this kid. Uh-huh. Only people with uh, with uh, like unseen illnesses, like oh, you have a pain in your kidney <laughs> right now. It's like oh, okay, <laughs> no, yeah, it's healed. You know what? I do feel better. Yeah, and then uh, Then like wait, did- it it just went. It was the mood, the the atmosphere was really crazy in there yeah when this guy was spouting off this nonsense so i walked like in the back of the church cuz i was like like out of the doors but in the lobby yeah i was like what is this where are and then like some other people came out they're like they're like well there's like this stage in christianity where uh, you you question your faith mm-hmm. when you're told not to question it. Yeah. you question your faith in that this guy might be a false prophet. Yeah, so there were these kids gathered in circles, and uh-huh. uh, I was included in one of the circles, and they're like, "You know what? this guy might be a false prophet. We should pray for Jesus to intervene. Or whatever, and at that point, I was just like, "You know what, guys? I'm not in the right place for this right <laughs> now." So I just like ducked down, yeah, and walked out and left. And that
0: was the last time you
1: were in a church. Uh, I think, like begrudgingly, there was like a graduation ceremony that I was at, uh, okay, or something. But yeah, that's like so interesting to me. That, but some even of them- just just seeing those people just it like triggers something in me. It's it's weird though because I had like all my best friends everyone i ever knew were in the church mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm are they like are you still close to them now Nope. Not no a, no not at all Did they kind like cut you off because you were well
1: they not it's what it's they believed. sort of like an unspoken thing where they won't they won't they don't want to be influenced oh, in yeah. any certain way But I, they you're don't want a bad influence at all they <laughs> they don't want to have someone asks them questions they can't answer yeah I, I will say there were like there are a few that uh left the church specifically but still go to other churches that I'll see every now and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean but nobody on a regular basis yeah jeez, that sucks no that's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you would you say you're happier now than you were like five years ago
1: yeah, cause I can think whatever <laughs> I want to think, and I can uh, express my thought experimentation on stage, mm-hmm. like take an idea to the furthest extent, and it somehow turns into a joke.
0: Yeah, you're very funny, by the way.
1: Oh uh, well, thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had like an idea. I think I had like a dream, like that we had like a podcast. And it would be called Monotone Mondays, and we'd just talk, and we'd release the podcast every Monday because we both have very distinctive no, voices. No, no, we
1: just, uh, just patented monotone. Yeah. <laughs> so that's man. That's interesting. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one of the things that also like influenced me for leaving was because of the name Mennonite on the ch- on the sign yeah. for the church. It was a New Covenant Mennonite Fellowship.
0: I hate the word fellowship. There's, I just, there's so many problems with
1: all four of those words. New Covenant. Nothing new in the Mennonites. Yeah. A new Covenant. There's no progression. Yeah. There was never a New Covenant. Where it's, uh, I would question my dad. I'm like, well, if we're Christians first, why do we still have Mennonite in the name of the church? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's to attract former Amish people <laughs> who are looking for a church to go to. Because the thing about the Mennonites is they, they have this deep-seated understanding for uh, bad uh, beliefs that are not their own in the Amish. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know how to explain this. Like, like the Amish, if you don't stay with the Amish church you're shunned yeah by your friends and family and sometimes those are really sad stories yeah like uh like a spouse who has a family is forced to leave completely and be shunned by everyone in the church yeah even if their wife and children are still in the church damn they don't believe the same way yeah Uh, I think there was like, there was a story I heard of like, uh, I think it was like a, like a black bumper church, which is like another sect of Mennonites where they only drive black cars and uh, you have to have a black car because the church will pay for your car insurance.
0: What? That's the, that's new.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs)
0: Progression.
1: Where was I going with that? I think it was it was That's something so with weird. I don't know if it was in black bumpers or if it was Amish, where uh, there was a a church that was that was gonna help out like this this family that was uh, doing not great on finances, uh-huh. and they were gonna somebody was gonna donate money, and they only put the one spouse's name on the check uh-huh. because they denied the existence of the other person. Damn. It's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, Mennonites work very closely with Amish. Do Amish like, work very closely with Mennonites.
0: Do like Mennonites think like man, their Amish are cooler and better because they're like top tier?
1: Do Mennonites think the Amish are better? Yeah. Uh, no. I guess it's it's weird because like, I guess what's something that, like. Everyone's believing something they're being deceived by. Like, the the Mennonites think they're free. They think they're free in Christ. Yeah. Because uh, they're not bound to the same clothes that all the Amish wear. They're not bound by all these rules, when in reality they have their own set of rules, it's just another thing.
0: Yeah. They're like, we have all these cars and we don't drive buggies.
1: Yeah, which is the thing with the Amish and loopholes.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot, like every religion has that. Yeah. Like I heard this like one, like Jewish guy, I heard this on a podcast like, he would uh like you're not allowed to like use like fire on like the sabbath cuz it's like a form of work so he would like he would like have like the he would like watch like a sports game and he would connect his uh light switch to the clapper so when they cheered it would go on and be like oh i didn't do it it was the, it was the tv yeah
1: uh that reminds me of uh when somebody's getting shot down in a firing squad only one of the guns has an actual bullet
0: i didn't know that until recently
1: <laughs> yeah you heard that
0: yeah like
1: so, uh, what you... maybe i shot him <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs> i mean if i was gonna get fired at the firing squad i would prefer they all had bullets you know oh right Because have to be like it,
1: it still could have been anybody yeah right probably just saving money on
0: bullets yeah so uh so like the free-thinking aspect was like one of the things that like made you like want to start comedy and stuff
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> like who who did you said you like stand hope and like like when did you start getting like a huge like passion for comedy well uh, know you know like a lot more than I do about it, comedians it started
1: and... a lot further back than when I left the church uh, we, we had TV Uh But it was a Christian version of cable called Sky Angel. What? Yes. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that type of thing still exists. Uh, Sky Angel. That sounds like a porn star. But uh, they were really struggling to have enough... channels (laughs) to make them a a cable network yeah how many channels do they have
0: uh i don't know maybe 50 or something oh wow i was thinking like seven but
1: so many were like infomercials (laughs) because it was like a cheap way of getting around uh then uh one of the channels they they got from like columbus ohio Mm -hmm. it was called pax pax i think it was just pax (laughs) I think it was just PAX. I'm thinking PAX 217, but that was a Christian rock band in the <laughs> 90s. Yeah. uh No, it was just PAX. Uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio had a clean comedy club mm-hmm. called Bananas. <laughs> I think there's like a chain of comedy clubs called Bananas. I don't think they're related. Uh, but this. At a point in time, there was this comedy club called Bananas. It was clean slash Christian comedy. Mm. But the idea is that Christians could watch this. Yeah. Because it was clean. Uh, so they they would have Christian comedians, clean comedians on the show, and then they would air the sets on TV. Mm-hmm. And then they would sell the DVDs and I would buy some of the DVDs. Okay. but I I watched like they had like they had like f- three seasons of episodes. There was like, I don't know, maybe 50 total comedians. Oh wow. maybe one or two of those comedians like expanded out from bananas that i know of everybody else that was on the show was like touring churches yeah and stuff like that
0: have you ever been to a church comedy comedy show at a church
1: yes uh my first favorite comedian was this guy named tim hawkins
0: i know who that is yes i've seen him before uh that's the guy with the guitar sometimes right yeah he has
1: he does a lot of parody songs yeah uh i saw him at worship center
0: okay how was it
1: i mean he's a comedian (laughs) yeah but he's like he's like you can tell he wants to break out of this mold that he's forced to fill yeah like like he'll do parodies of like 80s rock songs yeah and, but he'll also do parodies of common church wor- praise and worship songs. Really? Yes. Wow. Like, uh, like
0: how great is our God.
1: I'm sure he's done something with that song. But uh, one of his most famous ones is uh, the song, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High. Lord, I lift your name yeah. on high. Uh, cha- Ford, <laughs> I Lift Your Name on High like the car the song is about cars oh my god yeah but like (laughs) like i know he knows that's terrible bad comedy (laughs) yeah i know he knows that's bad comedy yeah like i can tell by some of his material that the reason he has those is because he's trying to fit what Christians laugh really hard at. Yeah. So that's why stuff like that is in its set.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Christian comics, like, tell the same, like, eight jokes in, like, a different way. They're like, why? Our wives are crazy, man. (laughs) (laughs) But you gotta love them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because,
1: uh, Christ is the the church and the, the. He's, he's coming back for his bride, and you're also a wife, so <laughs> you should respect your wife like Christ respects you as if you are a wife. It's it's really, <laughs> the theology is crazy.
0: Yeah. I, have, I remember, I went to see it. Do you know who Michael Jr. is?
1: Yes, I am familiar with Michael Jr., yes.
0: I saw him uh, with like my ex-girlfriend and her parents. They were like eating that shit up because they were like really He's religious. he's another guy that I can tell like he knows what's
1: funny. Yeah. But he won't but he'll just stay in the yeah. in the line of what people which in the like church laugh is at. like
0: horrible for like the art form cuz you're just like you're like shooting yourself in the foot basically.
1: Right. Right. Like he had a video on YouTube during the whole uh the Black Lives Matter protests. Uh huh. Where
0: I'm he was, what you're gonna say.
1: he was uh, sharing like a personal story of what had happened to him uh-huh. and how he related to the protests. Yeah. And I was watching. and I was like, "This is going to be such a moral dilemma for yeah. the, for the Christians who follow this guy's comedy." Yeah.
0: <laughs> because what? what did he end up saying?
1: Oh, it was just like a really heartfelt. Story,
0: uh huh.
1: And I was like, he's gonna, he's gotta say something about
0: Jesus. At yeah. The end of this.
1: And he never did. And I really? was like, I think he gets it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you're gonna be like, uh, officer pulled his gun out at me, but then I told him that I loved him just as Christ. No, it's loves none of that. Me. None of
1: that propaganda stuff. Like a yeah. a cop did pull his gun on him. Yeah. That was part of the story, uh-huh. but. It wasn't like he threw Jesus at the <laughs> cop like so many Christian movies would have you believe. Yeah.
0: Have you ever seen Courageous?
1: I have seen Courageous, <laughs> yes.
0: Have you seen Fireproof?
1: Yes. <laughs> Lauded as the best films ever made according to the church I went to.
0: All of them have like the same like three guys in it.
1: Yeah, every Christian movie has uh, David A.R. White. Yeah. He is the guy who, I guess he produces all these movies and then gets a acting role because it's part of his contract or something. Yeah. I think that's what it is.
0: Have you heard, do you know what PureFlix is?
1: I am aware of that, <laughs> yes.
0: So, Pure Flix is basically like Netflix... But it's pure, and it doesn't have any garbage on it, with any profanity or sex or swearing. Or profanity, swearing, but there's violence. <laughs> That's like the weird thing about, like, like I don't when I yeah, was growing up. Yeah,
1: uh, because it's American clean, American Christian. Yeah, have it, as much violence as you want, but nothing else.
0: Yeah, like I have that joke, like. uh, Um, I wasn't allowed to watch many movies with boobs in them, but I'd watch porn all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe if I tell my dad I watch porn, maybe he'll let me see Titanic. Right. But I was allowed to watch, like, very violent, like, action movies when I was younger. But, like, if there's a boob, I wasn't allowed to see it until I turned 18. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And isn't... I think David Arrow White is in like every show on Pureflix.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, what I hear. I don't have a Pureflix account and don't aspire to get one, but that's I think he's like heads up the company yeah. or something.
0: It's more. It costs more than Netflix. It's like thirteen dollars. I watched a video about it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: back to comedians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're okay with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to uh. So, Tim Hawkins was my first favorite stand-up comedian. Uh Uh-huh. The first comedy I was exposed to was this guy, Ken Davis.
0: Is he a Christian comic?
1: Yes, he's a Christian comedian.
0: Okay, I'm not familiar with him.
1: Uh, He does this thing where he'll he'll tell a... It's basically like he's telling a sermon, Uh, but he gets a few laughs in there. And he calls it stand up comedy.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what Michael Jr.
1: did. Just just seeing but just seeing what Ken Davis did, that turned me off to the idea of comedy. Like I really I'm, I hate this. I don't want anything to yeah. do with this. But then this uh, this Pax show uh, showed up on our Christian cable and uh it was like all these even though it was clean comedy there's some of it was really entertaining really yeah. fun to watch and uh i guess it was i, I think on the dvds mm. for the the episodes the host of the show would interview the clean comedians and they i think they would reference like mainstream comedians mm-hmm. and then i would look up those comedians uh-huh. and then i think that was the transition from those okay into other comedians
0: yeah they're like robin williams and You're like google and you're like oh shit this is like oh, way that better <laughs> so who were like people say that you've like kind of like stephen Wrighty in your delivery and you dressed up as stephen wright and uh
1: r- yes i have never heard someone say i am like Stephen Wright. Really? Uh before I dressed up like uh, Stephen Wright and wrote that <laughs> set Yeah, that and was and a really good set. Stephen Wright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh the the, the <laughs> So I dressed up like Stephen Wright for this Halloween show. Uh this well, it was an open mic where everybody's like dress up like you're like a stand like a famous professional comedian and maybe do some of their jokes yeah and i didn't like the idea of doing um, someone, else's, someone jokes. else's jokes so i'm like you know what i mean actually i, I was i was gonna do like norm mcdonald or something because yeah. uh, i had some of his jokes memorized mm-hmm. but i was like laying in bed on my stomach Mm-hmm. And I, like, started repeating, like, Stephen Wright jokes to myself. I was like, wow, I really sound like Stephen Wright. Yeah. <laughs> then I realized later it was because my my stomach and vocal cords were, like, compressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I really sounded like Stephen Wright. Uh-huh. So it was that that I... It was then that I was like, oh, I should just do Stephen Wright's jokes. hmm And you know what? I have a few one-liners I'm going to try writing five minutes of one liners yeah. in the voice of Stephen Wright, even if I can't do Stephen Wright's voice. So uh, that's what I did.
0: It was really good.
1: Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I half assed that day. And I just read Norm MacDonald jokes off my that phone. That was,
1: no, that in itself was a great joke.
0: Thanks. <laughs> Like, I love I didn't Norm.
1: didn't prepare. I'm just going to read Norm McDonald's <laughs> jokes off of my phone. Because this is the only time that this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing this. <laughs>
0: Everyone was like, you should do Pete Davidson. I was like, no. Norm's way funnier than Pete Davidson.
1: Plus, I don't think anyone can quote a joke from Pete Davidson. Unless it's
0: nine eleven the roast yeah. Justin Bieber. <laughs> that one was like, really good. It was like... It's like, I used to regret growing up without a father until I met yours, Justin. Now I'm glad mine's dead. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the, the joke he did about Kevin Hart, he's like, Kevin Hart was in the movie Soul Plane. That was the worst experience of my life involving a plane.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I think we should probably wrap it up soon. Okay. Do you want to do anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: Uh just <laughs> hope the pandemic's done soon
0: yeah me too well I'd like to thank my guest <laughs> Kyle Neff thank you so much for being on the podcast it's been long overdue we just had an awkward handshake
1: you just touched hands in a, in a way hands aren't hands
0: aren't supposed to be touched yeah I just put his finger in my mouth no I didn't <laughs> alright <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Check out Kyle Neff on Instagram and Facebook. I have no Instagram. Anymore. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't. I try to find you on there, but you're not.
1: I have no Instagram. I have no TikTok.
0: I don't have a TikTok. I will either. list
1: all the social <laughs> the social <laughs> media have. events that I do <laughs> that I do not have a platform on. Uh, I do not have Pinterest. <laughs> I do not have. Flickr. I do not have Tumblr. I do not. Ha- I have a Twitter. Uh, I also have a Facebook, and I have some videos on YouTube. I also have personal recordings of myself <laughs> that I'll never release because I record every <laughs> set. Um, so that's taking up space on my phone. <laughs> wow, that could be cut out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, that's going in the intro. No, it's not. <laughs> we don't even have intros anymore. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Pink Hoodie Podcast.
1: Pink Hoodie. <laughs>